1: These past weeks have been a radical adjustment in every facet of life. You know, it's hard to think of a portion of anyone's lives in any part of the world that hasn't been impacted by COVID-19, and I think that's something we've never been able to say before in living memory, that this has affected everyone on our planet. And, you know, Dave, as we've talked with CE groups, man, in Germany, the Pacific, India, Lebanon, Mexico, and a multitude of other places— they're all being deeply impacted by this virus. And as our response has turned really from a sprint to a marathon here in the U.S., we've also begun to consider how things are going to change on the other side of this. And for our focus in particular, I think it's safe to say that youth ministry is going to be radically changed.
0: Well, yeah, anything that's going to impact every person on the planet, you know it's going to cycle back through and have a huge impact on on how it is that we relate to to young people, how we interact with teenagers inside the church, outside the church. It's it's definitely definitely going to have an impact. I I think back to 9/11 years ago and and how that just had a radical impact on youth ministry in so many different ways and and in a sense being shut down for the last 2 months this has been an almost bigger event in the history of our country than than that one and that one was huge. So so you know that there's going to be changes that come down the pike. Yeah, so man,
1: what do we do with those? I think as we begin to wrestle with those, it really comes down to being intentional, you know, anticipating and seeking to figure out how we can respond to those things. And I think part of being intentional in our efforts to help the next-gen be more Christ-like. I think part of that means that we're beginning to think through the adjustments that need to be made. So Dave, what are some of the specific ways that we can expect next-gen ministry to change? And maybe what are some of the best practices for youth workers to consider over the coming months?
0: Yeah, you know, and and there's going to be some changes that are more just kind of logistical questions that we'll have to change and we'll have to wrestle through, and there's other ones that'll be... Kind of more philosophical as we approach things. You know, some of the logistical things, it's going to be things like, like, how do we, how do we handle overnights and still keep everyone safe? You know, the days of, of having 20 guys throw their uh, throw their sleeping bags on the floor in a small room, and just all kind of well, they'll figure it out, and we'll see them in the morning, kind of thing. That's probably going to be done, right? Uh, so things like that, and how we prepare, and just just throw food out there at a at a youth meeting, and uh, and even some of the the meetings that we do, you know, uh, all of those things are going to be analyzed and maybe done a little bit differently. But two of the areas I'd like to like to focus on. One is, uh, is relationship and the next, and the second one is really a, a grid to determine how it is that we live for Jesus. Now, the first area, the relationship, we've been talking about relationship and youth ministry for decades. And so that doesn't seem like a new thing. But one of the things is that over the last two months, I think the importance of relationship has been amplified to a whole new level. So you have young people that they've always been in relationship with their peers and their friends, but they never had the nozzle or the hose turned off. And so now if they've been obeying the authorities the last couple months, they, they've been isolated. And they are just longing to have commitments on a deeper level with their their friends with their peers that they can connect with. And so that's something that that we have to be aware of in youth ministry but also be prepared to to harness positively so that we can help them take their relationships beyond just a surface level and go deeper. So that relationship piece is huge. The the second area I mentioned is just that whole that whole importance of having having more direction in terms of how to live a life for Jesus. And there's a lot of terms you can use for that. One that we use is is some kind of discipleship grid. You know, I was just reading today that that only 1% of the churches in the U.S. culture, from a survey of pastors that was done, actually believe that they're doing well in the area of developing young people or new believers as followers of Jesus Christ. You know, 1%. So this is an area we can drastically improve. And Dave, as you mentioned this idea of
1: more intentional discipleship, churches have been doing a lot to pivot to going online.
0: How is that going to impact discipleship moving forward? Well, I think it it can impact it, and we're going to unpack this even more in some upcoming podcasts. There's more tools available to us, but we also have to learn how to use those tools so that we just don't turn young people into consumers online.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Unleash the Hive podcast. For more resources, check out our website, ceworks.faith.com. And check us out on social media at CEWorksFaith.
0: Remember to be intentional as you disciple and unleash the next generation for God's glory.